What's up, Petty Posse? It's your girl, Petty P. Hey, hey, hey. It's Queen E in the house. Welcome back to Perpetually Petty. We bringing you episode five in this mug. Audi five. She Audi five already. We haven't even gotten started. But we would love for you to pass it on. If you have been consistent in listening, you know, pass it on to others. Like, share, subscribe. Hello. At? Oh, Perpetually Petty LLC on <laughs> IG. That's where I was going with that. So thank you for catching on. As you know, we always get this thing started with something from the Juice Jar Bar. Let's get it started. Ha! So we're going to give you a time to get your drinks if you do not have them already. Although you should always have them. Always. You know what time it is. All right, so we're going to lift it. We're going to clink, clink. Tink, tink. We're going to dab, dab. Hit it. <clears throat> nah, 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 nah. Oh, my gosh. I was really about to sing that. Well, because you said hit it. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Old school 90s vibe, you know. I had to take a sip from the Juice John Bar. Yes. Because she gave me hot product, y'all. This is what Queen E does. She just gave me fire. But we're not going to start with her yet. Oh. But follow us at Perpetually Petty LLC. No, the drinks. Are you already done? I just wanted to make sure they do. Okay. Also at Juice Jar Bar on Instagram as well. Thank you so very much. You're welcome, Kylie. Well, we're not going to delay. Let's just get right into it. We are starting it off complicated. Oh, man. And I'm so anxious. Yes, Jenny, fine. Mic check, one, two, one, two. You want beef with the hood? What, what is you going to do? Beef? So this weekend, mic check. We were, well, I guess we summons each other. We were stressed out. <laughs> we summoned each other to think of, I'm going to say CD. Come but, on, CDs. But we can't say A CDs no more. Disc. <laughs> okay. So you had to think of the CD that you could play from beginning to the end that bumps. I'm talking from intro to outro. From intro to outro. And, and you, everything Even with singing the interludes in All between. All the leaves. No skips. No skips. And y'all know I have a problem. Y'all see how my voice went down? Y'all, she can't ever. <laughs> my voice went down, y'all. Can't ever. Anytime we got to pick one thing or even a specific number of things, just expect for her to have 17 honorable mentions of the thing, whatever it is, because that's who she is. Well, so I never disappoint Queen E because I do have 17. And I'm going to mention a few. Consistency. That's At what least, I did. That's all we can You know, for. that's okay. all I could do. So when I thought about CDs, of course, I went back to the 90s era. I mean, what is we supposed to do? Um, And I thought about many things. And what are the things of many that you thought of? <laughs> Road trips. Yes, absolutely. Mix CDs. Mix CDs. Okay, okay. When you could only get like 14 or 15. Correct. On there, depending on. Relationships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you was trying to catch the songs on the radio, you was taping it, pushing and pausing. Yes. When we was trying to learn the words, though. You were trying to learn the words, okay. so you had to play it back. Yeah, Listen rewind. for a little bit, rewind, Write play it, it back. <laughs> we used to write them down in notebooks because we were 
you know. And I also thought about my time as an athlete. Oh, okay. Okay. Game warm up. Game warm up. Okay. Okay. When you had your CD player, mm-hmm. you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? With the headphones, with the cushions on it. Niggas used to have tapes. You remember the Walkman? The Walkman. Okay. Sis. A side, B side. You know, see, you was a little, you know, a little spoiled. You get two point, two parent home, so you ain't had to ride the bus. You know, the bus ride. Standing I did out ride the, the subway. Co- Don't do that. Oh, you you rode the subway? Yes. I'm going to have to call. I'm going to have to call and find out. You that was the my subway. favorite. So, y'all, without further ado, my thoughts were on the following. Usher's confessions. These are my confessions. You better sing it. Yes. Part one or part Can two. Can you handle it? Yes. I, you know what? I can't go all into his album. But is it Because that wasn't the one, one I picked. Part two. Oh, you did not That's pick not that. the one I picked. So I'm going to run down Y'all, some of the honorable so mentions. to bring me so down. <laughs> These are some of the honorable mentions. So Usher's Confessions. These are. Oh, I said it right. Okay. Erica Badu's Baduism. Yes. What you going to do when it comes for you? Bim, bim, da, bim, bim. Okay. That's not it either. That's not it. Oh, okay. The infamous Lauren Hill's The Miseducation of Lauren. Come on. I ain't even going to go there with you. I'm not going to say anything off of it. Oh, oh. oh my goodness. Oh, the X Factor. It oh. could all be so simple. Mm-hmm. Her now only the album. skies will fall. Yes. Not even if my thoughts. I ain't even going there with you. I'm not going there with you. The world so very small. You know my thing is that do what you already yes. said that. Watch out, watch out. But oh, that's not it either. No, girl. okay. My finalist. That was a warm up. Yeah. My finalist. Final answer. Final answer. Okay. Can't be fucked with. Okay. They ain't asked her to do no verses yet, cause they know she's gonna murder them. Murder, murder them. them. Okay. Okay. Mary J. Blages. What about my honey Mary? What you saying? My life. My life, my life, my life, my life. In the sunshine. Yo. That that my life. I'm I'm talking from the tippy tippy top. It's it's nothing you can say about that. Nothing. And if you say it's not it, you're a hater. I plain and simple. You better sing it. No, no, no. You giving me all the intro. No, no, that no. that is that is a that is a gold star no, choice. No. That is when, a gold star choice. When I choice. tell you, I know the intro where her being called by Diddy, she picks up the phone. Yeah, they having this conversation. <laughs> he telling her, "Let's go, let's get it," and we start with the song I just gave you. Yes, yeah. And there's so many hits. You gotta believe. You gotta believe. Yes. You gotta, gotta believe. believe. That is my you know, gym. going down is also on that. Yes, but my favorite, favorite. Time. What is? What is it? What, what? is it? Never wanna leave. You don't know about day. it. You want me singing? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no. you got it. You I, sure? got, I got it. I got it. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, cause she she started yeah. that thing so soon. <laughs> Out of you. Yes. Can't live without Can't you. Live you without you, babe. If y'all listen to me, listen. If y'all don't know the greatness that lies within Mary J. Blige's "My Life" album, 
I I need you to do it. Not 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 jog, not briskly walk. I need you to run and go listen to that. And I was literally running when I was listening to it because that was my pregame warm up. Who listens to <laughs> my life? Mary J. Blige as their basketball warm-up. What kind of pumped up were you getting for a basketball Sis, game? Sis? All you got to do is touch my soul when oh you got me. Oh, my goodness. It it ain't had to be rah-rah like a Dungeon Dragon. You just had to put me in the mood. I, don't, I like a rah-rah. And I'm giving you buckets. <laughs> I'm giving you buckets off of that. Buckets on the mellow tip. Buckets. <laughs> I, I know I had like 65 steals. Okay. 35 rebounds. Okay. 7,000 points. And I'm giving you buckets. Okay, okay. Mary J. Blige's mm-hmm. My Life. Can you top it? Final answer. Okay, okay. Although it's, ain't no competition. No one else. Okay, okay. No so, one. That's Mary too, y'all. You, y'all didn't know that. Since you gave a, a little, you know, background and you, you gave your honorable mentions as okay. well, I feel like it's only fair that I do the same. You get your time. So since you hit me with a Usher Confessions... I'm going to hit you with an Usher 8701. Okay. 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 Because I feel like people used to to sleep on that. Okay. You remind me of a girl okay. that, I that I once knew. Uh-huh. Okay, so I, they I feel like... They call me U.S. Yes. U-T-R. Bing, bing. We ain't going to go there. Okay, we not. Okay. Okay. Because that's right. Um, so 8701, definitely. There's some super duper hits on there. Uh-huh. Um, I'm also gonna hit you with a a Drew Hill. Yes, that hometown, a Drew Hill. A Drew Hill. But into the Drew, I'm talking about the second one. It was okay. mad bops on that. Five steps? And five steps is on the first one. That is. Mm-hmm. April Shower. No, that's the first one. <laughs> What, what you got on Into the Drew? Give me Into the Drew real quick. Um, so Into the Drew has a couple hits. So how deep is your love for me? Mm-hmm. Um, it also had um, you are everything. Yes. yes. Okay, you bring, I'm mixing them up. You mixing, mixing up, up the ones. Yes. Okay. 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 Um, it had beauty on it. Does that help? That, that definitely that helps. Because <laughs> me and my chocolate drop, we used to sing that to each other. Oh, okay. We are gonna leave that alone. Wait, are we? Yeah, we're going to leave that alone. Okay, why your eyes closed? Because th- now is not the time. Okay. She's talking about my cousin, y'all. It's really it's really embarrassing. I feel like she's a bit delusional. We're going to get her some help. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But listen, so um, that was definitely one of my, you know, honorable honorable mentions. Um, I also like Tony Braxton's Secrets on the low low. Okay. With Unbreak My Heart Look on at it. you. You know, Find Me a Man. All of yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? That they... They, and, and they little sleepers. You understand? I didn't expect Tony to come up in this conversation, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm. I'm t- when we talking about top to bottom. Okay. Okay. okay but my my choice, mm-hmm. my my final answer. Final okay, answer. Yes. And and you know how I feel about this artist. Okay. It is a love affair. Oh God. I don't care who likes her or who does not. I know where you I'm gonna with go this. with a brandy. Never say never. <laughs> never say it. never say never say never. Yes. Yo, <laughs> that rocks. Have you ever? Have you ever loved somebody I could, I could, so much? An angel in disguise. That is my <laughs> angel in disguise. She was. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, I give you that. I feel like people um I forget about that. I give you that. Um, because it's been so long, uh-huh. you know, since she released that album. I really very do feel true. like people forget about it. But it, the boy true. is mine was on that. Very true. I, I mean, very true. We could stop there. We, we, really we just have to. Almost doesn't count. So Mary, Brandy, yeah. Final answer. Mic drop. That's it. Next up. Yeah. <laughs> this face belongs on a tizzy. This week in tizzy. Mm-hmm. We are talking about shows that were canceled before their time. I hate it, y'all. And this touched me because it seems like it's always the show that I really get into. Mm-hmm. That you like. That... They just dismantle the shit for whatever reason, whether mm-hmm. it's ratings, uh, money. They people on that's it. that's where I was going it's with really it. I ain't want to start with that. Oh, I'm always going. <laughs> so you petty on purpose, right? <laughs> on purpose. So I was trying to, you know, give Everybody other black. reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, switching networks, no. and I'm gonna start with mine because that's what happened to my show. Okay, I'm going with the breaks. Yes, these are the breaks. Bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. And if you aren't familiar with the show, the show was about three friends mm-hmm. who pretty much were chasing their dreams of hip hop in New York City. And what's the young lady's name? Afton, what's her last name? Oh, Afton. Washington? Mm-hmm. No, it's Just not. go with Afton. <laughs> um, Mac Wilds. Yes. And, um,. I knew this before I started drinking, y'all. I truly did. <laughs> That's what happens. Sin- Afton Williamson. Aft- I knew it was a W. Mm-hmm. I told you it was a W. Mm-hmm. So Afton Williamson, Mac Wilds, and Sinquay mm-hmm. Williams. Walls. Walls. See, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. And Wood Harris was also And Wood man. Harris, who is my man, he really does it for me on the acting tip. Mm-hmm. He was also a part of that. Um... What had happened was it started out on VH1, their cable network, Mm -hmm. had season one. And it was like a mid-season entry. It was a Mm mid-season entry. Mm -hmm. It got our vote, but obviously it it didn't get the votes of the others. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it wasn't being picked up for season two. However, BET acquired the rights. Acquired Uh the rights, said they were going to swoop it up and save the day. And for whatever reason, they announced later on, like, because I think that happened in, like, November. Later, the next year, in, like, April, mm-hmm. they decided that they weren't going to do it any longer. Yeah. And so I never got season two. Right. Um, so, so just a cliffhanger, and that was it. I was about to say, they must be out here deadbeats because they never made it, obviously. They're passing around <laughs> mixtapes mix still. And I never got what I needed from them. But mm-hmm. if you were looking for the music... If you were looking for hip hop culture, if you were looking for just straight New York, the breaks was it. Um, along with Max Mac Wild's lips. Mm-hmm. So get into that. Yeah. Um if you haven't seen it, it's only one season. I'm sorry to bring you that news, but that was a show that I believe was canceled before its time. Had I, something to go. I really enjoyed that show and especially because it had the background of like music specifically hip-hop in the 80s um there were some like rap battles in uh-huh. there uh-huh. i mean it was just really really interesting seeing people's hustle and you know just 
chasing their dreams. It was really, really um, a good show. It was it for me. Um, so on the other side, I'm going to go with Love Is. Um, I don't know oh. if any of you are familiar with that show. I really enjoyed oh. it. It was a television show that came on the OWN network. And um, it was created by Mar Brockaville, uh. who we love, who's a writer, um, you know, creator of Girlfriends and uh, creator of The Game and so forth. And it was basically her love story um, about how she met her husband, uh, Salim Akil, mm-hmm. um, who is creator, showrunner for Black Lightning. That's on WB now. Um, and so the story was set in the 90s, and it was basically about these two people who encountered each other randomly, and they're both chasing their dreams. So the gentleman, um, his name is Yasir in the TV show. Mm. He's trying to become a director. He's played by Will Catlett, who if you don't know him, please get into him. Um, he was also on Black Lightning. Will is my man. Yes, he he's the man. And then um, the young lady, her name was Nuri. She's played by this um, newer actress named Elle Weaver, and Kadeem Hardison from A Different World. He was also um, in the show. But it was really entertaining just about her being a writer and trying to make it big, him trying to be a director. Um, Just a beautiful black love story. Always. Always. Always the positive love getting cut off. Yes, it had its ups and downs. And unfortunately, the show was actually canceled after there were um, allegations um, of abuse from Selene McKeel by... A woman mm-hmm. that said she was involved with him actually at the same time he was involved with his wife. Mm-hmm. And then she later tried to file an injunction about the show Love Is saying that Mara basically stole the story. Stole the story, yeah. And I Mara said, that. How the hell can I steal my own love story? How though? can okay. she? Um, so yeah, it was only on for one season. It was really, really good. Like it was one of those shows I like that. I was waiting for the next episode because Absolutely. I was excited to see where these Absolutely. characters went. It gave you insecure, but, well, maybe not the depth of insecure, but mm-hmm. how you wanted, you were eager, sitting on the edge of your seat to see it for the next week. That's what it gave you. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool because it was almost like an anthology piece where they showed the couple years later, like in their older age, kind of retelling or revisiting their story. So that was really, really interesting. So that's my choice for... Very good one. A show that was canceled. That was a good one. Time. Check them out if you if you haven't. You're gonna be pissed off because it's only one, one season, season of again. each. Yes, <laughs> but I think they're they're still really good shows nonetheless. Absolutely, promoting that black love and that black story. Yes. All right. Up next, word up. Hey, word up. Hey. And unfortunately, we cannot bring you a positive perspective on this story for Word Up this week. Um, great author. Um, did his thing. Best-selling author. Best-selling author. Gone before his time. Mm-hmm. We are speaking of Eric Jerome Dickey. Yes. Who passed away uh, two days ago, mm-hmm. actually. Um, you might know him back in the day for Sister Sister, um, Friends and Lovers, uh, cheaters, cheaters. Milk in my coffee. Milk. That's the one I was thinking about. Milk in my <laughs> coffee. Taste the, the white y'all, girl. Y'all know I read not near one, not now. Okay, <laughs> but I am familiar. I saw these books all the time, and I know he was great at what he did. Mm-hmm. But 
as the avid reader on our show, Queen E, you have any words? Um, I mean, I I really just um. I mean, I'm I'm saddened by his his death. He was very young, very young. only fifty nine, um, passed away suddenly. But it says he was battling a long illness and had some complications from it. So, rest in peace to him. And our thoughts are with his family. Absolutely. Um, I just enjoy his books. Like I remember reading them um, when I was younger in high school. And actually, two of his books became like stage plays: the Friends, yes, and, Friends Lovers, and Lovers um, book and and Cheaters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really interesting because he would give the perspective of both the man and the woman, or both men and women. Um, and that was interesting because, you know, most books typically come from one perspective over the other. And so he really just told good stories about, you know, black people and all their complexity. And um, we're really just sad that he's gone. Um, but his work will live on. I saw on Amazon where like his books are, are like sold out and, you know, they're trying to, um, you know, fulfill those orders as quickly as they can, like restock those things. So not that we want people to be honored you know, posthumously, but yes. that's often what happens. So we should try to give people their flowers while they're here. Well said. All right. Okay. Rest in peace, Eric Jerome Dickey. EJD. Yes. So we on a board tour. With Muhammad, my man. Going each and every place. With the mic in their hand. All right. We ain't going to give y'all none of the states or the cities or none of that. Maryland. Because we don't go in We just right. <laughs> So this week in Passport Pimpin', we are giving you the places that we are looking forward to going. Everywhere. Right now, that is everywhere. Everywhere. But what is on your bucket list? Would you like to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, it doesn't matter. Okay, well, I'll kick it off. Okay. The Maldives. Yes. When I tell you this nation of islands. You better say it. This sunny side of life is what I'm looking forward to. I know it's going to be hot as all outdoors because it's like bordering the equator. It's in South um, Asia. So. South Asia. Mm-hmm. Sri Lanka. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right in the Indian Ocean. Mm-hmm. Every time I go, I see the pictures because I've tried to plan this trip before. See the pictures. I want my villa in the water doing my thing. When I tell you the money associated with this trip is real. Oh, yeah. As well as the, the, I was about to say that flight. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Yeah. So I might, I know we talked about y'all last week because we just petty as fuck. But I might need to go tend to a villa. (laughs) So anybody, (laughs) anybody wishing to get on board for a girl's trip. Do other people want to (laughs) go? Let me know so I can save a coin. But. If you have not been to the Maldives, I can't tell you nothing about because I have not either. But that's where I'm looking forward to going when this shit is lifted. Mm-hmm. What say you, Queen E? Um, so for me, I am really, really looking forward to going to Greece. And let me just say that Ooh. this was on my list way before Rick Ross started talking about Santorini. Because oh. although I want to, you know, see Santorini as well. I want to see Mykonos. Um, I I mean, I want to see views of the Aegean Sea. Like, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? You're just here here for it. it. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I knew it. You knew it. You felt it in the spirit. 
Um, I mean, I want to take the pictures. I want to stand up, you know, on the buildings and the villages and have my dress, my colorful dress blowing in the winds. And you know what I'm saying? I'm going to ask you where you think you're going. But Greece, obviously. Yeah, yeah I'm going to Greece. Hello? Okay, hello. Um, I want to eat all the Mediterranean food, oh you know, because, you know, that's that's right up my alley. I love all that kind of stuff. So I'm truly looking forward to visiting. Um, I want to stay for a while. You know how you go some places and you like, I, I want to be there. I'm money long. <laughs> That's what it is. The money is long, y'all. I just want to be there. You know what I'm saying? I want to I wanna enjoy the culture and the food and the water. I want to do all the things. That's a place that where I want to go as well. So luckily, I'm your travel partner. So that's fine. I mean, I, good. let's put it on the list. Let's do it. Bow, bow. Done. Okay. Baltimore love thing. We got a love thing. Hey, she switched the song up every time. <laughs> I didn't know where to go with this, so I let her. Well, you know, okay, so even though he can be a jerk, you know, 50 Cent on his, uh, the second album, the Valentine's Day Massacre. No. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has a song called A Baltimore Love Thing. And it's about, for a second. It's about crack cocaine, but I always think Thank of you. that. Thank you, Queenie. I'm just telling you the history. Yeah. But I love the name of the song, and that's what I always say. Okay. Because he says, we got a love thing. Girl, so you're trying to leave me that? when you need me. Can you see? You're addicted to me. Hey. No? Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> I just thought because we were in Baltimore, we were using club music. But... Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. No. Let's try it again. Rewind. Baltimore love thing. Jump up and down. <laughs> okay. Blow your whistle. Wow. Did y'all get any of that? Wait a minute. Okay. That's, you got a little like something. Tweet, 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 I'm so over you. This week in Baltimore love thing, we are bigging up Poppy's cuisine. Listen to me. This Mm. Black-owned restaurant. This young man. This young man, Poppy. Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> Down on Fleet Street. Baby. When I tell y'all, if you want the soul food effect. He can come live with me. With a little. <laughs> <laughs> with a little bit of, do I want to say New Orleans flavor? With Whatever he has going on. It's like gourmet. It's so food. Yes. But hood with class. So recently, last year, yeah, because we 2021 now, mm-hmm. last year, like over the summer, he came out with the crab cake, I can't even say it, mm. crab cake egg roll. Egg roll, egg roll. Mm-hmm. Y'all, when I tell you, you have not had nana, there, there is no egg roll. That tops this one. Mm-hmm. And I like egg rolls. Okay? Mm-hmm. And since I've changed my eating habits a little, we've only been using seafood. So when I tell you the crab meat placed mm. in this roll that Ooh. is here with this nice crisp, no soggy, no soggy, this crisp, fried perfectly, not oily, not mm. greasy. Please, if you have not had the opportunity to visit Poppy's Cuisine in Baltimore on Fleet Street, let me know what you need and I can run down the menu for do, you. Do yourself a favor and follow them on Instagram. There you go. Uh, their page is Poppy, P-A-P-I, Cuisine, spelled the correct way, and then uh-huh. Baltimore. These pictures, 
I mean, and the food looks just like that when you purchase it. Now, I will warn you, especially now with all the restrictions, you'll have to, you know, place go place your orders and carry yes. out. Um, but even when it was open, it's hard getting in there because everybody really wants to come and taste Poppy's Cuisine. And I will tell you, you cannot order the crab cakes to go. I guess he wants you to savor the flavor. Well, you have to be able to now because of the pain. You think so? Because remember, they weren't on the menu. You couldn't. When you wanted to order carry out, you couldn't order crab cake egg rolls. Before. Yeah. But so I you're saying you now, now you can? Mm-hmm. Okay. What, uh, how about I tried uh, yep. this weekend? It says, it says crab cake egg rolls now available for takeout. Look at him. <laughs> he knew that was a hot commodity and he had to put that shit on the menu you ain't, for got, you ain't got to tell me. I already know what's fine. Yeah, y'all, you check out the menu. Like I said. Oh, it, uh, the customer service. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The drinks. Mm-hmm. They hooks you up. They look out. Mm-hmm. They really so, do. yeah. Get on them. Black-owned establishment. Did we there mention that? Because if we didn't, we meant to. Young black man, too. Yes. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here we go. For the culture. Yes. One of the biggest segments of our show what we talking about today sir today we are talking about us okay and why why we feel the need to police our appearance and i'm gonna let you this is a hot topic because i am terrible with this Mm -hmm. i am too i do this and i do it unapologetically Mm -hmm. like i just don't care Mm -hmm. but to start the story off, I want you to tell where it came from, mm-hmm. and then we can dive deep. So, um, a, a friend of mine, a former graduate school classmate, she is a diversity director um, at a predominantly white school. And so, she was telling me this story of her mentor who, you know, for all intents and purposes, is, you know like one of the right kind of black people. And if you're a black person, you understand completely what that means. Air quotes. She, right, air quotes. She was her mentor's fair skin, uh, you know, blue eyes, straight hair, always dressed, you know, to the nines, business suits, 30-year um, career uh, in higher education. And she was actually demoted. And the person who was promoted over her was a young white male with only a bachelor's degree. And did I mention that her mentor had a PhD? She did not mention that. Yes. So, so the mentor had a PhD with yes. over 30 years of experience and was demoted while a young white male with a bachelor's degree only, not that we're minimizing those, but when compared to a PhD, hello, hello. Um, was promoted over her. And so she was. we were having this conversation and she was saying that they would disrespect and disregard someone like her. So why do we worry so much about how they'll treat us when we go to work if we have our hair braided, if we have color in our hair, if we don't wear a power business suit every day? And so it made me check myself because I know I'm not the only person who has done this. When you're going on an interview for there a new job... You know, you you get yourself together. Now, my hair is natural. I've been natural for about 10 years now. And in its natural state, my hair is wild and free. A big fro, you know, curls galore all over the place or a puff. 
And typically, I do not wear my hair in its natural state like that when I go to an interview. Okay. Um, years ago, I actually used to straighten my hair every time I went for an interview. And I then I got sick of it and I started getting it styled. But I'm trying to think to myself now, as super black and proud as I am, <laughs> why do I do that? Or why do I feel the need to do that? Where does it come from? Honestly, I feel like it comes from the narrative that natural hair is not professional. Okay. And unfortunately, that doesn't just come from white people. That comes from other black people. It does. Like, you know, your grandmother would tell you in a second that your hair was nappy. Absolutely. You know, comb that, brush that, lay it down, put some gel on it, put some water and some grease in it. And so I feel like, unfortunately, black people are actually complicit in the way Mm. that we um, address or assess our appearance. Like whether something looks neat or whether something, you know, looks, looks good. We, we, I mean, we do it to ourselves. I'm going to say this. I'm guilty. I am very guilty of everything that you just said. And I know that it was something that I was taught and it has been passed on from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. I will say appearance to me is a motherfucker. Yeah. It, if you're going to come, you got to come correct. Mm -hmm. You got to come hard. Because people will judge you on People your will judge mm-hmm. you based on appearance. And not that, you know, a person like you or myself would give a fuck about how anybody felt about our appearance. But when it comes to the professional environment, mm-hmm. it matters. Um, but where is that standard or how was that standard created? Where is the line? Where is the line? And so we're saying that certain hairstyles, and, and there have been many industries who have come out and publicly stated that hairstyles are inappropriate for the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, tattoos are inappropriate for the workplace. Piercings. Um, piercings are inappropriate for the workplace. Hair of color. course, hair color mm-hmm. is inappropriate. And you're talking about someone who has locks. So I have found myself um, when seeking jobs of late that I am that person who, who normally styles their hair will now just bring it back, ponytail, make sure that it's tamed. Like a low pony. Low pony, Mm -hmm. so that you don't see its length, because that's another problem. That can be viewed. That can Mm -hmm. be viewed as unprofessional. Why is that? only for us, though. Only for us. Because when you talk about the W's, my my hair length is their hair length. Some of their hair is down to, I mean, the back of their thighs. This is what I'm saying. If you're in the public eye or you are of a certain status, which should not be the case, I feel like you should present yourself in a manner. Even I mean, because we used to work in the school system. Mm-hmm. And I was adamant about getting these kids to, you know, if they're in uniform, making sure that they look good, they're ironing at least. Mm-hmm. So they're not wrinkled. So they're not wrinkled. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look the part. And then if you're playing sports, you have to travel. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because I taught at a Catholic school, it's like you have to be well-groomed. Make sure that mm-hmm. you, you know, bit, bit, getting that shape up. Yes, a bit, bit. Make sure you, your hair is combed, like you said. You're using product, giving it a sheen. Or for the so young it's ladies, not dry. it's not dry. The Make ladies, sure you put lotion on. I just don't understand, now that I'm thinking about it, where that comes from. Right, because if you... And see, I think that's my question. Hmm. And I'm asking myself as well. Where do you draw the line? Like, what's the difference between being neat and professional? Like, what what does that even mean? What does that mean? Because why is a why is one hair color not professional, but another one is? Like, okay, so take, for example, I remember when I was in high school, I went to a Christian school, and part of their, like, dress code was that you could only have your hair natural colors. Okay. Right? So dyeing it, I'm like, okay, well, that means you could dye it blonde because blonde is a natural color. Are you saying a natural color for that individual or are you just saying a natural color? Right? Because the W's dye their hair fire ginger red. Now, that's not a natural color. That's not a natural hair color. If their hair is brown and they dye it blonde, that blonde is not natural to them, but it's a natural hair color. So is that what you mean? But then when we get into... Black women, and I'm saying black women because I'm a black woman, we don't feel like we can do certain things, whether it's with our hair, whether it's wearing certain clothing. I mean, even think about dress pants, right? If you're a black woman and you have curves, dress pants are going to fit on you. Even if they're your size, they're going to fit on you in a certain way as opposed to someone who doesn't have curvature about them. Okay. So then I'm I'm policing myself, but what can I do? I'm I have these curves and this is how these clothes fit on me. Absolutely true. I I think for me, and I'm I'm gonna speak from my perspective only, I think it comes from a place of being highly criticized and scrutinized. Mm-hmm. So you don't wanna give them any ammunition right. not to select you for the part or to be able to use something against you as if your talent or skill does not speak for itself. Mm-hmm. And so just let's take the instance of big industry professional sports mm-hmm. where the NBA has a dress code. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching sports and even collegiate sports. I'm watching sports at this point because basketball is my favorite. And I'm looking at Kevin Durant's head. Baby need a brush. I'm the- <laughs> And some grease and, y'all know and how some I feel water. About KD, y'all. Dip that. Remember when they used to have a plastic cup? Yes, you of water. water. You, you dip, dip the, the brush, brush in there, there and you shake it and off. Shake a it off, bit. and then you go across yeah. that head. My man definitely needs that. His and well has run dry. It has. He needs a dip. Where Where does it become a thin line where you're unkept mm-hmm. and you're expressing your blackness? Right. And and so I do find myself policing our appearance because that shit just looks a mess. It's no reason, and this is once again, maybe the wrong thinking, and our listeners can let us know, that you have all that money. You mean to tell me you can't get a dollar store brush or a brush of some sort? Get the blue magic grease. Voila, magic. And run some water in that brush across your head. But why should I expect? Why is that a standard? Why should I expect that of him? Mm-hmm. Maybe because, like you said, our hair is in its natural state. We're not coming out here straight. We're curly. We're coily. For some people, it's kunta kente. Mm-hmm. 
why is it that he cannot, because mm-hmm. of his profession or because he's publicized on national television, that he cannot wear his hair? Because some white guys just get up and go. They don't brush their hair. They don't do anything to it. It's long and they let it grow. No, they're doing nothing. And see, I don't give a shit about them. Mm. I don't care about how they look. Mm-hmm. I care about how we look. So is it an image that we're trying to maintain, maybe? I don't know. I, and I struggle, you know, I, and I've had conversations about this numerous times because this is something we could talk about all day. But a lot of times I feel it's unfortunate that black people are complicit in policing our own appearance because even though we know that the standards of beauty are European Correct. and unrealistic for us, absolutely, we still try to fit in those. And again, this is nothing against people who decide to wear weave or lace fronts. If that's what you want to do, just make sure they're done well. That's all I'm going to recommend. Um, but I'm just saying, don't be out here with that helmet, not to laugh, the helmet on. You know, yeah, because these I lace fronts wicked. are ridiculous. So um, I feel like we're still trying to fit into that box. Like even though we know we are unique and we are completely different, we're still trying to fit into some unrealistic standard. I mean, you think about the Harlem Renaissance when black men were putting like the conch and and their chemicals in their hair to get that wave, right? Because their hair wasn't like that naturally, not most of them. Correct. You know, and then you think about what happened in the 60s when we were rebelling and we just started wearing our froze and wearing our natural hair. And I feel like there has been a trend toward natural hair as you know, an act of revolution almost. It's like wearing my hair in its natural state bothers people. And it in and of itself, my existence is an act of revolution. So is the way that I wear my hair. And so you get to a point where you're like, if you don't want to hire me because of the way my hair looks, that that has no bearing on the skill and intellect that I have. Correct. That doesn't doesn't. say that you can't do your job because you decided to put your hair in the afro. Right. Well, even if my hair is colored, like what? Why does that impact that? Is it the profession itself, or is it that box that we're speaking of? I I don't know where it comes from, and like I said, I had to check myself numerous times because mm-hmm. I was a stickler for. I mean, the basketball team, y'all had to look exactly alike from the Rudy mm. to the Tootie. Uniform, same socks, same shoe. Like, I just, I couldn't handle it. And it's, you know what I'm saying? You're talking about an all-black school. Mm-hmm. These all-black girls playing basketball, all-black boys playing basketball. And with us, it's street ball. Mm-hmm. But it's just organized street ball. So then we're looked at as aggressive. Or, you know what I'm saying, we overpowering just because we have this talent that is, it overwhelms or outdoes you mm-hmm. and you can't fuck with us on the court so you yeah. have to find something else and I don't ever want to give them that something else yeah but that is the burden correct of Absolutely. living in a country that doesn't appreciate black people for you who they say are that. and so again I go back to this idea of complicity because just because they say it doesn't mean we have to agree But I think the reality is that the system is created to benefit those who don't look like us. And so we're constantly fighting against 
even natural things. Like I have to alter who I am naturally simply because it may offend someone or say, I mean, like I said, I've been natural for a long time and the comments are always, Oh, I love your hair when it's straight. It's like that, that is not a compliment. Cause it's almost like you're saying that my hair is not as good when it's in its natural Absolutely. state. You're right. Putting heat to my hair is not a natural thing. Right. That means I have to alter my hair and forget, you know, yes, we like to wear it in different styles and blah, blah, blah. But the fact that I, I have to do that to make someone else feel comfortable, that's ridiculous. Right. That's your microaggression. Yes, that is definitely that a is. microaggression. It's a microaggression. And once, whose beauty standard is it? Right. Is it theirs? Or is it something that we put on ourselves? I don't know. I mean, straightening, straight, black people straightening their hair in general. is detrimental to. It's, it's you know, unhealthy it for is. your hair. It is. It's one. unhealthy. But also, we don't seem to realize that it gets us closer to looking like what the European standard of beauty is. They have to put a product, a chemical in their hair to make it curl up in the fashion that ours does naturally. Okay. Right? Right. So when we straighten it, we are moving away from from our natural state to alter it. And why do we do that? That's a great question. Do we really like it better? Do or we? have we been taught to like it better? And that's so how do we discontinue that? That made up beauty standard. How do we discontinue cuz this I'll give a prime example. Let's let's take the 70s as an era for black people when it came to fashion, mm-hmm. clothing. Mm-hmm. We were, you talk about casket shop, mm-hmm. casket shop. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about everybody was suited in booty. Mm-hmm. Froes were untouchable. Mm. And Pristine. Then, <laughs> yes. And then we get to the 2010, 2020 decade where cruddies are in style. Oh, and I will I tell you, I, I fucking hate it. I hate when it, I tell you I hate the cruddy, that's just for those of you who don't know. You get a shape up for guys. Guys get a shape up and then let their hair just do whatever in a little mini fro type manner. And once again, I'm probably projecting this on others, but this is my thing. You can't be out here wearing Gucci, jeans, Louis, Prime. I'm just saying whatever you purchase... At a high dollar value. And the rest of you looks fucked up. Like you just rolled out of bed. Why can't it just be you look good from top to bottom. Rudy to tootie. Hair follicle down to your toenail. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing. If you're going to come, come correct. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't see certain hairstyles. Fitting in with certain fashions. If you can spend that money on these clothes, you can spend your money $20 to go to the goddamn barbershop. Mm-hmm. For me. But you can see, also... Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go get your goddamn hair done. Your lace front shouldn't be sitting at your eyebrows. I don't like the hats. <laughs> I don't like the hats. They should not be mm-hmm. sitting at your eyebrows. Or... You shouldn't, I I just, if you're going to be put together, please do it. Now, another problem I have, and I know this, we can go on and on and on. Forever. I know people who will buy that stuff, 
wear cruddies, like I said, don't have their hair done. And when it comes time for an interview, you don't own a business suit. Mm-hmm. Or you don't own dress shoes. Or you don't own dress clothes. How? How? Please tell me how mm-hmm. they can coexist. They cannot, in my eyes. In my eyes. Whatever you... if you Be adaptive in your being. You know what I'm saying? In the, the professional you can... Cause you know, you got your outside clothes. Remember your play clothes? Your mm-hmm. outside clothes. And you go to school clothes. Why can't you have your work clothes and your hangout clothes, whatever you call it? But why do I feel the need, As if we go back to the original issue, why do I feel the need to police my own community mm-hmm. in that manner? And how do we discontinue those made-up standards? Right. I think, I mean, I think realistically we have to create our own standards of beauty. I mean, you know, you think about the fact that in 2019, California was the first state to enact the Crown Act, which said that schools couldn't discriminate against students on the basis of their hair, whether it be Mm -hmm. locks, cornrows, you know, definitely a whole nother topic. Yeah, because these schools been tripping. They have, but I'm saying that to say we get so upset when we hear that a school has discriminated against some beautiful Very brown true. baby Very true. because of their hair, but we do the same thing. Like, even with locks, like, locks are, are meant to be a natural uh-huh. uh, hairstyle, Correct. but we manicure them so much. And in fact, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty I am of guilty. it. I'm definitely guilty of it. I expect locks to be manicured. As they should. I like, want to see your scalp. <laughs> what we ain't Rasta out this bit. But one one of the groups of people, Rastafari, Cur- that correct. use, you know, that Dang wear man. locks, they they don't twist them, you know, obsessively and go every, you know, month or every six it. to eight mm-hmm. weeks to go get it done and twist it and you know, hey, they just yeah, wear yeah. it out in a natural state. That's so very true. what are we saying? I'm going to throw one more in because you, you spoke about schools. Uh-huh. Um, remember the things on the schools where they, then they started making a dress code for the parents. Yes. I was with that, though. Mm. Okay. And I'm going to end it here. Please don't embarrass your child no, or children by going up to someone's school don't call it in pajamas. Don't do that. See, that's what I'm saying. See, why? I mean, because it makes sense. We are highly criticized and scrutinized. Unfairly scrutinized. Unfairly scrutinized. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why would you even give someone the opportunity to dig in your shit? Yeah. By going to a school to, ha- to have a professional conversation regarding your child with pajamas on or bonnets or do-rags, or slippers. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I don't get it. And that's where I start to do the policing within the community. Right. I I mean... So we don't have a conclusion. We don't have a conclusion. I think, think, you know, we need input. I think, um, you know, we should ask our petty party gang, petty posse. Petty posse? (laughs) What say you? (laughs) We are going to put that up on the page and, and look for your comments on why do we feel the need to continue with a fabricated beauty standard mm-hmm. that is nothing cl- close to our own 
And how do we discontinue that standard? Right. Because it is a microaggression. Absolutely. All right. Whoo! That was a mouthful. That was a lot. Okay, moving right along. Good convo, though. Good convo, because we did speak about sports out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna let you go ahead, cause so yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm excited um, to announce that Devonte Smith from the University of Alabama was chosen as the Heisman Trophy winner um, for this year, and I loved his acceptance speech. He uh, was very humble, um, but really just encouraged people, even if they aren't the biggest or um, you know the strongest, for them to pursue their goals and dreams because they could be in that position. Um, and so I, I love to see, I love to see, um, you know, young black people doing well, especially in this environment. And so I was just really excited to hear that he thanked his parents and, you know, he thanked his coaches. He thanked the program. He thanked everybody. He thanked God. He, he thanked God. Yes, he did. He thanked God. Yes, he My did. My young man spoke about how hard he worked to get to where he is and all of the people that assisted him along the way. So I'm I'm proud of this young black man for winning an Heisman. Yes. Young black man winning an Heisman. Um And that and honestly Roll tight. Yes. You would think I've got I didn't go there, y'all. But that's been happening um quite a bit. In yeah, the because past we're years. we're forcing people to see our talents and, and give well, us the recognition. Us? I mean, in real life. No one, especially. You know what, I'm not gonna go there. Not oh. the W's. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I would I mean I was just saying. Yeah. But the fact that we're just getting a black Heisman winner. Well, no, this isn't the first one. It's not the first one, but I'm just saying in his position. It's happened quite a bit in in the last couple years. And why is that? You're right. Right. Because we're forcing people to look at us as if you did not see us before. Reggie Bush won in 2005. All right, then. You know what? Smith in 06. Okay. Mark Reggie Ingram was the man. in 09, Cam Newton, who's weird as fuck. And man. how long has the Heisman Award been in existence? A long time. Exactly. Oh, so we're talking about um, RG312. He did. He did. And then mm-hmm. went to the pros and sucked. Oh, Jamie Winston. got right? a white woman. In 13. Yeah, he's... Several white women, right? Yeah. Lamar Jackson in 2016, who... That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah, what happens so, when you start watching football. Yeah, we don't. You don't know. Yeah. Okay. Devontae Smith, y'all. That's Clap check him out. Check <laughs> him out. Support him in his collegiate career. Okay, before you get to the well, pros. Well, it's over. But yeah, is it? Yeah, mean, it is. It is. It's, that's true. All right, y'all. Well, Devontae Smith won the Heisman Trophy. Roll Tide. Oh, Roll Tide. Woo-hoo. I gotta love Jones. Yes. I gotta love Jones. I'm the blues in your left side. You better sing. Trying to become the funk in your your right. right. Is that all right? Come on, man. It's fine. All right, then. We get. We can't keep talking about him every time we sing the theme song. Why can't we? That man is fine. He is Benjamin Button. Sis, he drinking something. All right. He must have found a fountain. Let me go to Chicago and find him. Where is he in LA now? You know he in LA. He in LA, but he's from Chicago. Thomasina gonna gonna try to fight you though. See, you always want to put the vibes <laughs> on me. Why you always want to sick the vibes on sis, me? I can't let you be out here and not know. Sis, I, I gotta please, put you on alert. I please my part. <laughs> I know I'm the side piece. I know I you am the side. I'm cool with that because I have several. 
Okay. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron don't listen. LeBron James. Close your ears, LeBron. <laughs> Every time we get to Love Jones, just close your ears. All right, y'all. So, this week in Love Jones, <laughs> we could probably go for days on this, but we're going to try to keep it short. We're going to try. We are talking about marriage versus long-term commitments. And this story comes from a social media post. Mm. Where this guy was asking the ladies. Mm-hmm. So he put the ball in our court. He did. He asked the ladies, well, we prefer entering into a four-year contract mm-hmm. instead of getting married. Mm-hmm. With the option of an extension With after the, the four years. With the option of extension after the four years. Mm-hmm. And you know I have a lot to say, but I'm a... Pass the Dutch over here to Queen <laughs> E. Don't you don't need left hand side to see? Cause you know she always politically correct, and she got this answer that's always like, "Okay, all right, I see where you're coming from." So let's see what she's giving us this week, I'm, y'all. I'm on the fence. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm on the fence, and I say this because it's some marriages that don't even last that four years. How many? So a long term contract. I, I honestly feel like four years might be a little lengthy. That I, I, You know that's where I was going with that. <laughs> but I feel like if you're going to sign a four-year contract, then what's the difference in getting married? Doctor. I'm listening. This is what I'm saying. We have to... All right, let's back up. I have to back up and say, I'm not one for marriage. Mm-hmm. That has never been my thing. My mm-hmm. parents were never married, but they were together forever and ever. Okay? So, with me, I never looked at marriage as something that I wanted to pursue. You know, mm-hmm. I'm out here laid back, kicking, and enjoying the ride. Yes. Okay? So, with all of that said, when it comes to contractual things... I'm not the right person to ask. But I will say, just like written out a spot, I can give you 12 months, mm-hmm. maybe even 24. <laughs> you want a yearly contract? I got to put it in months. I can't say years. Okay, I can't say one months. year or two years. I have to say 12 months mm-hmm. or 24 months. I can possibly give you that. Okay. Versus entering into marriage. Okay. So I think for me, and, and I'm on the opposite side of that. Oh, I got something. I I have only seen from my own parents, I've seen them married. Fucking two-parent uh, home, y'all. Don't you jealous me. <laughs> <laughs> Hate us. Hate it. Um, so I have, I have seen uh, long-term marriages. And so I know that it's possible for them to work. And I will say, initially, I was always about the marriage, the marriage train. I feel like if you're going to make, you know, the commitment. But as an adult and being intelligent and unpacking what marriage is, you know me, I always can get political. I see how it's another way for the government to control you. Absolutely. Because basically, marriage is you signing a contract with another person, someone you love, which is great. But it's basically dictating how you can disperse your Correct. belongings Correct. Uh, and your finances. Correct. 
Pre-up. And so to me, right. So to me, that's challenging to understand because I feel like you can be married, if you will, without signing any paperwork. Absolutely. And that's that's almost what a long-term Absolutely. contract would be. And so I think as I age and get older, I understand why there are some people who don't support the institution of marriage. I think it is lovely in theory, but I understand how people grow and change over time. And so it would make sense to enter into a relationship with someone and kind of reevaluate that after a certain period of Great time. Great segue, Queenie. <laughs> because you're talking about the people changing. And you're talking about this over time. So my thing is this. I need to know you from the Rudy to the Tootie before mm-hmm. I even think about marrying your ex. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I'm only trying to do that once. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to give you that one time. One time. One time. Because as easy as it is for you to get married, mm-hmm. it is as easy for you to get divorced. And mm-hmm. I think because people know that exists, mm-hmm. it's an easy out for them. And that's that's this generation's mentality. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Because back in the day, you got married, you had 75 kids. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the grandmothers that we know of had at least eight mm-hmm. plus. Okay? But for me, for me to get married... When I tell you I talk to people at least for two years. (laughs) So with me, we are already simulating the relationship. But we have to be friends first. So that's my thing. If we aren't friends, we aren't life partners in my eyes. So if I don't see that in you, there is no way I'm ever going to think about marriage. So I feel like I definitely understand what you're saying, like giving people time. I think we definitely need to make sure that we see people through the changing of seasons. Um, and I think a, co- a long-term contract, if you will, would help you be able to see that maybe before you decide to get married, if that's what you want to do. But I think the difference now is that marriage is not necessarily viewed as a permanent Correct. thing. It's like we have a loophole. If we there you go. <laughs> if we don't like it, then we can get divorced. Now, you know, honestly, divorce is is a very time consuming, challenging, annoying, tedious experience. But if you want to untangle yourself, if you will. <laughs> entanglements right if you want to untangle yourself you can but it does come at a cost so i feel like you would save yourself uh time and possibly coinage if you did the long-term arrangement so for you you're saying the smaller interval I, I think that might be cool for me. Are you going with the two-year or the four-year contract? I'm going to do the two-year with the option of extension. And I am going to agree with you there. Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. Relax, relate, release. Yeah. So, you know, I know a lot of us are, you know, still stressed. We're still dealing with the uh, consequences of COVID. It doesn't seem like the pandemic is slowing down. <laughs> so I know a lot of us are looking for... Um, just positive outlets. And one of the things that I've seen uh, in more recent 
uh, well, in the past year anyway, is that a lot of black people are getting into cycling, like riding box, box. Box. (laughs) (laughs) Riding bikes. Um, And so there are a lot of um, cycling clubs in Baltimore, a lot of black cycling clubs. And I know in the summertime, they actually used to have um, Friday night, like, bike parties. And so they would ride in the dark. They would have their lights on and... You know, people would be going places. Uh I see that there are, like, uh, bike clubs of, like, frat brothers that are riding together. I saw that there's a black women um, cycling club. Uh I I will not be partaking. I'm not. And and why is that? So, I'm going to tell y'all, listen, years and years ago. That doesn't count, did No, it counts. (laughs) I went to a cycling class years and years ago. Baby, I hurt like I have never hurt before. <laughs> and I'm just not, I don't support it. I that's why you customize your seat. No, you that's why your... I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I support those who do. You know, I can ring your little bell for you. Not ring your bell. But I, I will not. So you're going to be at the finish line holding up the water. For the people. I mean, I'm probably going to have like a little decorative poster or something like that. Well, so I, I can't really judge Queen E, y'all, because I'm not that much better. Mm. My. You got a bike, though. Petty P purchased a bike almost two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> how many times have you ridden Ask a bike? Petty P how many times she's been on this bike. <laughs> when I put it together, I did a test run. Okay. <laughs> and then what? And then nothing. And then after that, I purchased the um stationary uh little jump off in order to put it on that. I put that together, put the bike in that, tested the bike out again, and have I been on it? No. No. Okay, negative. So what's going to happen this year? Because, you know, when I was into it, of course, some co-workers, former co-workers of mine, coerced me to get it, blah, blah, blah. I can join their clubs because they have several clubs. And they were spending, like, serious money on bikes. I'm not investing a car's worth of money on a bike, but that's what they were doing. And so, okay, well, you can go. So they were giving me tidbits. You can go to this shop, this particular shop. You can get these parts and do this and do that. And you can spend about $1,500, I'm not doing that either. Okay. So luckily, a great friend of mine um, who moved to Cali recently stated that I can get her bike that she's no longer using. And it's slick. And did you go get it? Not yet. So what happened <laughs> It's a pandemic. It's seriously okay. a pandemic. But I am getting it. I'm going to link up with her peoples, make sure I get the bike because I'm claiming it. It is mine. Um, so, dear friend of mine, don't give no one else that bike. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to my voice, you know, we are, see, that's a commitment. You okay. see that? I just entered a commitment. You did. I did. So, don't give away that bike because I am going to get it. Okay. Queen E says no because she hurt. She's not going to go get the specialized equipment in order for her not to hurt. Mm-mm. And I just need to get started. So 2021, we are going to she. tackle. <laughs> <laughs> she, y'all. I'm going to tackle that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you're interested. Look for updates. Yes, from her. <laughs> <laughs> If you're interested, um, there's also a group in Baltimore. It's called Black People Ride Bikes, plain and simple. 
um, and they do a, a soul food Saturday. They play music. Um, <laughs> they give you soul food? I After you burned the candles? I think it's just called that. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but there, there are lots of um, different uh, cycling clubs. Like I said, they have uh, fraternities and sororities that have some cycling clubs as, as well. Um, and there's one from Philadelphia. They ride their bikes from Philly to Maryland. I'm going to pass on that. I mean, they do all types I of things. I got to build it up. It's, it's all a no for me, y'all. But, you know... If they like it, I love it for them. Do your thing. I'm coming for you. Coming and coming. Y'all. I'm coming. Okay. All black, everything. I'm rooting for everybody black. Everybody fucking black. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. this week in All Black Everything, we are talking about Felicia or Felicia, Felicia. Mm -hmm. because we don't know. Um, Fant. Mm -hmm. We know who she is, but we got to get the proper creation of her name. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. So, you want to start it off? Because I'm going to tell you why I know who she is. Yeah, so she is a Spelman alum. Shout out HBCUs. Um, She is the co-head of Urban Music for Columbia Records, and that was announced last year. But she also has created multiple programs, and one of the things that makes her unique is that any artist um, that she is connected with she helps them to engage in um community involvement and activism and connecting their names to something positive whether that legacy be their own community or the community where they currently reside or a special population that they want to support um and she also created a group at spellman to help um the students there engage and find different opportunities in the arts awesome. and she has different people to come and speak or you know she used to before the pandemic has different people to come to speak um and just share their experience as well so she has a great platform and she's giving us mm-hmm. opportunities which i love last year early in the actually around this time she won um the trumpet award mm. for the corporate exec of the year and that's how I became familiar with her work and what she does. So once again, that's Felicia or Felicia. I, I think it's Felicia Fant, um, who is now heading the Urban co-head Division, urban co-head mm-hmm. of Urban Music at Columbia Records. Mm-hmm. So all of y'all who trying to get somebody a mixtape, look for her. <laughs> Last on... Our roster oh, sis. is, you know, Queen E's favorite, Petty Punch. My um, favorite, favorite. And we ain't really going to get no life to this. We just going to mention it because we saw it in passing. So what had I happened think it's was... hilarious. It is definitely hilarious. But we so, talk about cancel culture. Yes. And, and that can be a conversation <laughs> that we have huh. at some other points. On this list, this nigga really got canceled, though. Mm-hmm. And I can't even call him that because but he, he ain't one of us. Though. But he he did ask for it. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Daniel Caesar, mm-hmm. who writes some good music, mm-hmm. has a beautiful voice, mm-hmm. has partnered with her. And you know how we feel about her. Mm-hmm. But he made the mistake of giving us his ass to kiss. Mm-hmm. And as of that date, when he told us, we don't have to listen to your shit because he was too big for his britches. Yes. We ain't got to listen to his shit. Cancel him. Go ahead about your business. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we did. And um, since then, mm-hmm. he keeps resurfacing. Mm-hmm. But don't nobody really give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So what did you see with your own eyes, Queenie? So so let me give a little background. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, you explained who he was. Um, talented. Very. And, you know, people were really rocking with him, really supporting him. And he made the mistake of defending a white woman who people claimed was uh, culturally appropriating black culture. Uh-huh. And she also made some racially insensitive remarks. And so people, you know, were upset about it. And he came to her aid. Uh-huh. And people said, you know... Don't get cute because you can get canceled. And so he actually invited fans to cancel him. Correct. And said he didn't care. Well, baby, wish granted. (laughs) (laughs) So people have not been rocking with him since. It's been a couple years at this point. And in fact, because he did that, it gave other artists. So uh, Lucky Day, Uh another young black man. um, And it's a group called Givian as well. And so his name comes up every month or so. And people are like, oh, why are we still talking about him? And somebody on Twitter said, just to remind this nigga we don't fuck with him. And that he remains canceled. Memo. So that's the petty punch for the week. When you ask to get canceled, asking you shall receive. How about it? Which granted. Hey. Still canceled. Petty on purpose. On fucking purpose. And we're going to remind you every month just in case you forgot. (laughs) Just like social media. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. Well, once again, you are listening to episode five of Perpetually Petty. I am your girl, Petty P. And I'm Queen E. You are the Petty Posse this week. Because we still have not finalized what we're doing. We're trying a few things out, We're trying it. And we're going to keep giving it to y'all until we find something that sticks. But throughout your week, when you hear this, as you continue on until you get the next one, we want you to be petty on purpose. How about it? So have a petty fucking day. Love y'all. Me. Audi five. Audi five.